You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And hey, look, the third box is back here again. Y'all say oh, hi to Sarah. She I love the third box. box. Third box is a great, you know, that's a that's a band name right there. The it third is. box. Um, hey, if you are uh, with us on YouTube, glad you're here, or on the podcast, listen in audio, glad you're here as well. We have a guest with us today. If you didn't weren't able to see me pointing at the box on YouTube. Um, and Sarah is a fan just like us. So this is what's great about having these people on here. Some smarter than others. I'm not going to say who that is. I'm not going to say uh-huh. who sure. the guests are because I'm not going to rank them in order. No, That's there's, no need to. there's no need there's to. No, uh, there's no need to. Because if I were to list it, Daniel and I would be at the bottom of this list because well, we're fans sure. first and foremost. We're not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. We want your fandom to increase which is why I made this podcast to talk about UGA football and occasionally, I suppose, basketball, much to my chagrin. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Uh, Daniel, how do the people get in touch with us? Yeah, pretty pretty simple. Bulldogs at gmail.com, at Dogs Podcast on Twitter. If you're listening on audio, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, just click that subscribe. Maybe leave us a rating and review if you like the show. And um, then head on over to the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, click that subscribe button, maybe the thumbs up, leave us a comment or whatever. Interact with a Florida fan in the comments. The Florida fans are already in the comments. It's nice. It's nice. Um, I don't know. Maybe Florida, maybe just worry about your own business this week. Maybe just before you get into. We've turned into their championship game. So that, well, when you don't play for a real championship game, that's what. That's what happens. Um, uh, Dog fans, if you're on the Twitter machine, then you already know our guest today. It is Sarah. You can follow her at SarahG1561 on Twitter. Um, She writes for dogsports.com, so you can check out some of her stuff there. But you can also um, just, you know, just listen to all of her musings and ramblings. All of her. Her not not passive, sometimes aggressive uh, tweets are some of our favorites. So, but also she's a big time, uh, college football fan. She's a big time Georgia fan and she knows what she's talking about. And so Sarah, I'm just going to, I'm going to start with this. We've been on here talking about this Georgia team all season. Um, uh, so tell the people your thoughts. We're now six weeks in to what some are calling a his, potentially historic Georgia football season. What are your thoughts about this team? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, you know, I feel like a lot of people can sympathize, uh, just to give background, maybe how I was before this, this season. Um, I'm like any Georgia, fan, maybe even worse. Um, I am very superstitious, extremely, mm. Pessimistic, mm. you know, just a lot of like, not emotionally stable about a sports team. That's re- you know, yeah. I would say that my Tying your emotional health to uh, 18 to 22 year old men generally is not a good idea, especially when it's just college football. So I'm very pessimistic. And I preface that by saying 
that to say that like know that I am not a you know the homer every year that's like we're gonna crush them I'm usually like pretty in the middle of not maybe sometimes pessimistic and I I'm scared to say this out loud but I don't I feel better this year listen guys this is big for me okay this is I feel like no this is a safe place Sarah it's a safe place let it out yeah, exactly. I'm going to remember this. like, <laughs> But no, um, so, you know, a lot of people and one thing that's interesting about this year uh, that I think that I've been having to, you know, especially on my Twitter, if you do follow me, um, I've been trying to coax some people out of that place of like fear. Um, and I think one thing is I I know that, you know, especially I think if you're not a Georgia fan and you don't follow this team, I think especially nationally, if you're not, don't know what you're talking about and paying attention a little bit, I think that a lot of people think this is kind of a quote-unquote Kirby team uh, in terms of, a you know, really good defense offense is mm. not good. Um, I think that's just wildly inaccurate. Um, I also think that – to kind of circle back to what I'm saying is I actually also think that, and this is just a hunch, um, but we were talking about off camera or off uh, this pod a little few minutes ago about maybe the Braves were ahead of schedule last year. I think some of the teams that we Kirby had um, that were so successful earlier, I think we were a little ahead of schedule. Um, I think if you ask the program what basically recruiting wise and where they were looking for, this was kind of, we're more moving into what was, um, I think on schedule um, in terms of the team that we have, uh, how long we've had it. And part of that, I think, is the way that Kirby coaches. Uh, we are very like fundamentally sound, mm. especially defensively. And that does not happen overnight. Um, obviously, recruiting is huge. But, the, you know, I think that like especially defensively, we have a lot of success in the way that our fundamentals are from top to bottom. And that takes a long time. And so basically what I'm saying is this is not 2017. This is not 2019. This is not 20, certainly not 2020. Um, and I don't say that to be super just excited. I don't think, I actually don't even say that because of other teams. Um, I think that helps obviously. Um, I'm not, I'm saying that just comparing the actual, excuse me, other teams are on the program this year. So around the country this year. So I'm not saying yeah. that I think Alabama's down. I'm not saying that because that Clemson is, whatever is happening to Dabo, but pet heads are falling off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm saying that more because of the way that these teams are um, this, I think this, we play way better than we ever have um, things that are different and in control in our offense. We have a good offense and it's not, we're not yeah. going to have a good offense. Um, we are going to, I want all those people to be back, but we have a good offense now. So yeah, correct. Yeah. And, um, and so basically I think we're in a very good position. It is still college football and things happen, but in terms of being in a driver's seat and having mm. the program top to bottom in a shape to be an elite championship team, this is the first one we've actually seen in my opinion. Um, we've had really good teams, but this is a structured to be, to do the thing. That's what I think. So I feel optimistic, you know, but at least I know at least it's a good place to be, I guess. Okay. Well, Daniel, every time you and I reach for the buckets, we're just going to go ahead and dial Sarah up and be like channel, channel. I enter Sarah. That's exactly Um, right. No, look, you're right. That's not no disagreement. This to compare this team to the 2017 team. I think, especially offensively, we talked about it on Monday show, just the, the, the amount of talent on the skill positions. Uh, Listen, uh, like I, 
it's not even close. It's mm-hmm. not even close. The weapons on the outside and in terms of quarterback play, certainly when JT Daniels is in there, you're getting a better product. But even Stetson Bennett this year, I would argue, is playing better than Jake Jake Fromm did in 2017. And so yeah. um offensively, you Yeah. I think the biggest and I'm I'm a huge stand of him but i think people are going to it may not be this year um darnell washington is my pick for maybe not this year but definitely by next year to be national star caliber player um i think he he is he is not of this world um if right. you him block uh, first of all, his blocking, if you if you notice that, like, oh, you're like, the Auburn game, our offensive line seemed to do better. They did. And a huge part of that is Darnell Washington. Oh, that's interesting. Hold on. What what happened? What was the change? Oh, that's right. A freakishly large, strong, An- athletic man. Another right offensive lineman came into the game. Only he runs out and catches 25-yard passes and, you know, makes miraculous plays down the field. You can't say that this team is like a 2017 team when we have LeBron playing tight end. I'm sorry. Mm. I just really think that that's important. Correct. To bring up. <laughs> so, Correct. You know, um, you can't, I don't want to ever diminish what uh, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle did. And obviously they're in the NFL and I'm so glad they're getting paid. Um, but they were, they were our offense and that is not really true. You know, if they had gone down, we wouldn't have made it. I don't feel that way um, for this team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think Todd Munkin it was, said this this week. He said, uh, "I don't dictate where the ball goes. The defense dictates where the ball goes, and, and we're going to make it." So, and when you have all the weapons, it changes things drastically. As opposed to years prior, to your point, that you you know where we were going most of the time. Uh, Sarah, we're going to come back up to this and talk a little bit more Kentucky specific. Uh, but first, we got to let everybody know about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is for college football fanatics. And if you haven't heard about Prize Picks, head over right now to prizepicks.com. Let them know we sent you. I put in the promo code locked on, and you're going to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world. And you can get the well known Power Five, as well as major mid major players all over the place. Any prop you could think of. Yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick against over-unders of their projections, and you get 10 times off any entry, just you versus projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sports entries, so that LeBron James reference is very, very well suited for that. Use this award-winning app both at the App Store and Google Play, or go over to prizepicks.com. You promo code locked on right now. All right, so well, we've been on the podcast for nearly ten minutes now, Clint, and Sarah's come on here, uh, reminded us that the Braves have made it to the NLCS. Shout out to the Braves! Congratulations on that, and told us that our George Bulldogs are going to win the national championship. That's what she said. Those were her words. Her words, not mine. Her words, not mine. But she came on here. That's what she said. Remember at Sarah G. Congrats. 1561. Um, okay. So, um, Sarah, let's get into Kentucky. That's really what we're here to talk about. Normally, Wednesday's show, we uh, we do a more detailed breakdown of our opponent. So, let's start with Kentucky's um, uh, defense against our 
offense and then um we will flip the script vice versa um what are your thoughts when you look at that that matchup particularly that side of the ball when you look at what mark stoops and company want to do defensively and um how you think georgia might match up favorably or not uh to that um a couple two things that i think are important here one is they are out of um which is unfortunate. I always want every college player to be able to play every snap, but they will be down to defensive linemen who are pretty important to them. Um, I think that what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky is very impressive. I think he's a good coach. I think he may not be there very long, but hopefully for Kentucky Mm. fans, he is. I don't want that. I like Kentucky fans, so I hope that that happens. But um, well, I mean- Kentucky fans, she likes you. She's, look at that. I like it. It's all of relative, right? You know what I mean? Like sure. if I have somebody to hang out, it's all relative. But anyway, oh. um, defensively, I think we will match up very well. Um, they are, I think, um, let me say this in a nice way. Uh, their pass protection and pass defense is very not good. Um, yeah. Very not good. And they have benefited <laughs> from playing a grad assistant with South Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, Thank you. Yeah, they have in Florida um, really, and I said this a, a little bit ago. Who needs a grad assistant at quarterback, to be honest? Well, yes, or yes, um, or well, if you follow Gator Twitter offseason, Emory Jones was doing so. Heisman. Yeah. Well, he's being coached by the greatest quarterback coach in the history of football, Sarah. So I don't know how he couldn't win the Heisman. Quarterback whisperer. He whispers to yeah. the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He is just an offensive guru, as we saw. Genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's like uh, lost like every Power Five. Uh, he went like five and eight in his last Power Five games. But that's okay. No problem. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Killing. Um, but he can wakeboard, so it's all worth it. Really. Yeah. But he's really good against the top 10, Sarah. So don't worry. Don't worry. In top 10 matchups, he's got a tremendous record. Um, uh, no, I, I agree. I Kentucky's pass defense, I think, ranks like 30th nationally. And so you look at that and you might think like, okay, well, they're in the top, you know, the sort of that second tier maybe of upper echelon teams nationally, a respectable pass defense. But you look at the teams they played and, you know, Florida just does not throw the ball. And South Carolina is is worse than – when Vanderbilt plays South Carolina, it's it's going to be a bloodbath. Um, the South Carolina is that bad. And so, uh, yeah, I think Kentucky's pass defense, uh, to your point, probably overrated. Yeah. And, and, I, and think- I forget, are we are we yeah. good at taking shots, play action with Stetson or whoever is at? I, I don't care. We're getting back a couple of receivers this week, it looks like. Looks mm-hmm. like uh, Rosemead should be back, which is fantastic. Kyrus looks back 100% as well, getting close to uh, Big O back. And all of a sudden, I don't care if you have a quarterback, uh, take some big shots down the field. And, yeah, they – they don't have the DBs to run with any of our guys coming back getting healthy. Um, it's suspect. And and Sarah, uh, stop being kind. Like just just stop it's, it. Right. It doesn't now. fit the tone of the podcast. No. Okay, good. It doesn't. Because the fact of the matter is, my actual. I think that we will score. Uh, Stetson Bennett has only. I'm kind of a stats person. Stetson Bennett has only taken 18 snaps this year. Or excuse me. He's only made 18 passes where we have not been leading by two scores. Um, that's been great. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I think he's – I, you know, we'll get into that. But I think that that will also be the case in this game. I think um, that we are going to defensively 
help our offense a lot. And so I think that we will feel the com- we're, we're not going to be coming from behind. We're in our own stadium. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, I also think we're going to run on them fine. Um, especially with hmm. those linemen out. I, I'm not worried about it. Um, and actually we were talking about Florida's issues. Well, Florida actually passed on the passed all over them and ran all over them. They 100% should have won that game. Uh, LSU, same thing. Um, Florida had more yards. They, they, you know, so um, I think if you look at the score, it, it, you think, oh, okay. Like they have a good defense. I think they do have a good defense. I think um, they have a worse defense definitely than Arkansas. And I think that they have a worse defense than, than Auburn and we're at home. So that's kind of my perspective on that (laughs) in terms of, we'll score a lot of points. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't bode well if you're a Kentucky fan, if those are the – if Sarah's speaking the truth right now. Um, uh, all right, let's 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 talk about – and we might, we might spill this over into the next segment, but let's get started. Let's talk about Kentucky's offense because I think that is a bit of the thing that Kentucky fans are hanging their hat on. You know, Mark Stoops has had a good defense there in Lexington for basically his entire tenure. The thing that they have never been able to do – is throw the ball down the field uh, because they've literally never had a quarterback. Never. Sometimes not even on the roster. Sometimes they just um, had a wide receiver. They just said, hey, you, are you comfortable putting your hand on our center? No, you're not? Yeah. Great. We'll just get back there and shotgun. We're fine. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. Pops um, offense, if you will. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, so um, they have that now, and Will Levis, the transfer, obviously comes in. Kentucky fans are excited about him. They're taking deep shots down the field. Um, they've got this kid, Wandale Robinson, and he is electric. He is a fantastic weapon on the outside. Um, little under six feet tall, but he's lightning quick, and he's got great hands, and he runs great routes, and he's 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 been a tremendous SEC receiver this year. And then uh, you've got the you know the the backfield combination of Rodriguez and uh, Smoke. And um, they have been running the ball and throwing the ball effectively. So Kentucky's obviously we have the number one defense in college football, number one total defense, number one in virtually every defensive metric that there is. Um, certainly top five in everything that matters. And so nobody's going to do great against our defense. But Sarah, what do you see from Kentucky's offense and the prospect of them moving the ball? potentially scoring some points against this Georgia defense. Yeah, I think that Rodriguez is um, – I think the the strongest point uh, for Kentucky this season, I think they have a really good – they have a good offensive line. Um, I think they have a good offensive line. Um, if you're looking, you know, objectively through all of college football, I think they have – I think they do have a good offensive line. I think they play physically. I think that Rodriguez is a good runner. Um, I think I think Tank Bigsby is the best uh, running back in um, in the SEC. Um, I think you mispronounced you mispronounced Zamir White's name, but yes, it's okay. Right. People, miss, people get it wrong all the time. Other people than Georgia, wrong all the time. other than Georgia, yeah. um, I think that the things that he was able to cover up for Auburn's horrendous offensive line was was. Uh, a miracle. I don't feel that way about Kentucky. I think it's a little more even in terms of the workload of the running game. That being said, um, Jordan Davis is still a person that exists. So I and, and he occupies a lot of space in his yeah. existence. So I I feel you know 
I want to say outside of the Georgia game, they will run the ball very well. Um, I don't think they're and, – and Will Levis does take shots on the field. Um, I think well, – I was looking at it before this. Um, one, I think their biggest issue is going to be is unlike um, – Unlike our beloved quarterback last week that we played, he does take a lot of sacks and he takes them for ten, about 10 yards a sack. So negative 10 yards. He's, he's been sacked Thanks. times. He's been sacked nine times. He's thrown 11 touchdown passes and been intercepted six times, which is not great. Not great. That's a lot. It's so, a big number. Yeah, I think um, – I think it's going to look a little bit how Arkansas did, uh, where we basically, you know, got up three scores on them, and then whatever the the number looks like after that is sort of our own decision. Um, I don't think that they're. I think they're going to run it a little bit. Um, they may get some people, but I, if I had to guess, if they get points, it's not going to be when the game is on the line. Um, I think it might look a little yeah. South South Carolina ish if they do. Um, that's just I just think that that I don't, I don't see that working out too great for them, especially at home. Yeah, really interesting. Keely Ringo actually graded out last six weeks, and then they're graded out really, really well. I mean, I test he's still growing, but he's doing just great. Um, of course, the rest of the secondary is going to be great because Christopher Smith looks like he's going to be back. Yeah, uh, injury free. So that secondary. This is really interesting to me. Will Levitz. Um, has his his uh, average yards per attempt at eight point four, sets in Bennett's average yards per attempt twelve point oh. Okay. Secondly, they did an adjusted yards per attempt, which kind of takes out some outliers. Um, Will Levitt's average yards per attempt went down when they took out big plays, mm-hmm. touchdown wise and interceptions. Sets and Bennett's went up when they took mm-hmm. out big interceptions and everything. So. Uh, Again, to your point, offense is going to be a struggle for them, Yeah, Wildcats. And I think – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one thing that um, – I and I, I was going to say quickly, I am – you know, like I said, I'm a pessimist and I'm a fan, and so I'm very guided by my own gut. And I – so I've recently got into stats to kind of actually help my brain, like what it feels like versus what actually happened. I have to like look at the numbers because in my brain, I'm like, oh my gosh, we did terrible. Like, you know, we gave up five yards to Auburn or something. So I've started to do that to get rational. And one of the things that a lot of people look at that I think um, that I look at and I think is really, really indicative of uh, the success of a team is success rate. And so if, if people, if you guys are talking about this spot, but if you're unfamiliar, it's just basically how successful each play is based on a marker of that. Um, first of all, shout out to Georgia. Offensively, we have the same success rate as Ole Miss and Oklahoma. Um, and defensively, our success rate is like ungodly. Um, so in, in meaning, in, meaning we have the same success rate as God, I believe is what you're saying. In, Kentucky, in Kentucky's is actually was actually worse uh, than LSU's and Florida's. They just really made it happen through some 115 yards of Florida's saying that I think um, that I think successfully we will, we will very much, I, I don't see them crossing midfield more than twice. I don't think two and a half times. Two and that's a half our, times. That's our average. Our average is, well, I haven't done it since the Auburn game, but our average is, um, Two and a half times again, we get someone over the 50. 
You listen, you know you're an elite defense when people have to start <laughs> making up nonsensical stats just to measure you. Like, that's not a real thing. Who cares how many times somebody crosses the 50? It's not a real number. It means nothing. I know. And yet, I, I, started like, well, we can't. Our, I started looking at our drives because I was curious because I was like, wait a yeah. How so? I did. I calculated all of our drives, and I was like, "Oh, so it's like two and a half times." But I haven't done it since Auburn, so I'm sure it's up. So let's yeah, see. like we can't measure points anymore because nobody scores those. And so let's just pick this arbitrary thing and and figure that out. All right, all right. We're coming back. We've got more to talk about um, with Sarah as we do that. Want to let you know about Built Bar. It is longtime sponsor of the show. It's the best tasting protein bar on planet Earth. Uh, it is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Every single one of these built bars are high in protein, high in fiber. They're low in sugar. They are keto approved. If that's your thing, they're good for whatever diet or meal plan you are on. Um, Pre-workout, post-workout, on the way to work, on the way home from work, when you hit that lull at the office or whenever you need it, Built Bar is the right choice for you. Again, they come in a wide variety of delicious flavors. They are all high in protein, low in sugar, and uh, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. So if you place an order, it could be for one box, two boxes, or however many you want of Built Bars. Go right now to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Daniel, final thoughts for Kentucky. You got a, you got a question for Sarah before we wrap things up. Anything else about Kentucky that we haven't hit on so far? Well, I think, yeah, when I, I agree with you, Sarah, that, you know, not all undefeated teams are created equal is, is, is essentially what I hear you saying. And um, kudos to this Kentucky team for winning all their games, because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters in college football. Uh, nobody cares about your stats at the end of the day. Nobody one, cares one about guy cares. one guy cares. Well, that's maybe true. Um, but at the end of the day, you win or you don't win. And Kentucky has won and Dan Mullen has lost. So, this, there's a winner and there's a loser. And I think we have all identified which is which in that yeah. scenario. Um, two out of the last three years. Is that accurate? That's Kentucky accurate. over Florida? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Um, so I do think it's a lot. It's a little bit of smoke and mirror show. Will love us. You know, when you just watch the game, when he drops back and they call that over route you know on the on the deep on over the deep metal he's going to throw it whether it's there or not that's what will levis has shown this season that's why he's got 11 touchdowns and six interceptions because if it's single covered he's going to throw it if it's double covered he's going to throw it if it's triple covered he's going to throw it and so um i think christopher smith is big for georgia you know because I do think Will Levis can push the ball down the field a heck of a lot better than old Bo Nix can. Um, but I think the most telling thing, Sarah, is that that offensive line, you mentioned a good offensive line, maybe better than Auburn, but good in the run game, not necessarily great in pass protection. And so that that's something that, uh, that's something that Georgia does well, particularly Adam Anderson, uh, Clint, which brings us to, I think, the last thing we want to talk about. 
That's exactly right. Adam Anderson this year has said that part of his progression coming in from I, I was famous on watching his film coming out of high school and being thrilled by this guy's skill. And sure enough, he's performed very, very well. He's bulked up. He's oh, got first yeah. round, first round talent. First round. Yeah, and, and all y'all. Hey, look, hey, look, just listen. I'm, I'm honing the Giants right here. All y'all. We we told you Aziz was the best pressure linebacker in the draft. And what has happened? Defensive rookie of the year. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing. Adam Anderson is going to be the best pressure linebacker in this year's draft. Mark it down. Um, and part of the thing that he has given out as his success is the mental game, the making sure his mental health is right on that. And I know Sarah, you care a great deal about mental health, you advocate for it a lot. Um, what do you have to say about Adam Anderson uh, and the edge that it gives this team having that be part of the preparation? Well, yeah, and I think there's there's two parts to it, at least in my opinion. Um, the first part is, and I'll get to that second, the edge, but uh, or the second part is the edge. But the first part is, I do think as a college program, uh, we talk about these are professional players, but they're really not. Some of them are, and some of them aren't. And so they they are not being paid, um, and and especially with the hits, both the physically that they are taking to their brain. I'm a very strong proponent of. Um, unless you're, I always say, and you'll see me say it on Twitter, unless we're paying their bills at 31, uh, we don't get a vote in their decisions at 21. So what I mean by that is I think that, you know, um, and that was important to Mark Rick. Um, and I think that's maintained with this program. So I'm a big proponent of that. Just generally, I think that that's important, especially as we learn more about what literally both, I think anyone needs mental health, but especially when we learn about head trauma and that kind of thing. So I think that's good the skill. We're teaching them that, Hey, you may not go to the NFL, but we're going to teach you how to, to maybe do something else and, and be, be feel like your life isn't done when sports are done, but on a, on a competitive level, um, one thing I think it actually, you know, I don't think this is why we do it, but I, I think it helps us now with, uh, I also think it's helpful with recruiting. Um, when they're looking at someone that I'm going to go play in the NFL, well, as we've seen, there's plenty of players that have the physical talent to play, um, whether it's um, the pressures of the game or just the mental um, mental pressures that they have. People, people don't pan out, even though we know physically they're a great player and they know the game and it doesn't work. So that's part of preparing you for life in the NFL. For this team as it is now, it's I think it's massive. Um, I think that if you listen to if you listen to any sort of interviews um, with this team, they've talked about how connected they are. They talk about how they have a mentality. I think that any edge that you have is great, especially on a team like this where it's not we're let's be honest we're not really playing with house money um they know why they're there they that's why they want to be there that's what the fan base wants them to do they do have a lot of pressure um both of losing their spot um and i think that you need to you know i mean professional players have looked at that their whole you know that, that makes a huge difference um and so i think that i'm glad we're doing it both for their their health but i also think um when a player has a way to feel like they have an outlet that's not just a physical outlet. I think it makes everyone extremely more competitive, especially in a game like college, which I actually think is more affected by uh, the mental part of the game than professional. Um, I mean, they're still 18 years old. So I think it's huge. And I'm, I'm glad that we're doing that. And I actually think it's going to be one of those things that they look back and they're like, this made a huge difference on the way that we're playing. With we play very focused. Um, we don't panic as a team. I've noticed when we don't um, have penalty issues. So I think that all goes back to mental health. And I think it's something super important that I'm glad we're doing. So Couldn't agree more. This team has an edge and it. it definitely comes down to focus on that. Completely agree. 
listen, we could have just played that more, you know, clip the whole time. Sarah was just talking. Listen, she got she got started on the podcast today. I just wanted to do a quick summary as we come to a close here. She got hmm. started on the podcast today by saying you should not tie your mental health to the decision of 18 to 21 year old men, <laughs> which just file that one away. That's life yeah. advice. That's called well, life advice. All those threads, but just generally. That's, with yeah. That. That's yeah. called life advice is what that is. And then she ended the podcast by saying, don't tweet at 19 year olds. That's what I heard. At least just don't just, if you have an opinion about what a 19 year old should do, just maybe just keep it to yourself, but just don't, don't tweet at them. That's, yeah. that's a generally, that's a, that's a respectable thing to do. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. I can already hear people clamoring for you to be back on the show. So we're going to have to have you back on at some point sometime soon. Um, uh, really enjoyed it. Georgia fans will be back tomorrow as always. Go follow Sarah at SarahG1561 on Twitter. I promise you it'll be worth yeah. your time. Uh, and join us tomorrow. Clint and I are giving out locks. We've got predictions, an official prediction on this Georgia-Kentucky game, including against the spread. Are we going to lay 23 points is the question or not, Sarah? She's, all, she's already already influencing uh tune back in tomorrow subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the youtube channel and we will see you guys later see ya